Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. It's almost that time of year where we vote in public officials to run our towns. When we vote, we choose the candidates that we think are best suited for the position and can bring about change in the best way possible. In small towns, elected officials are often people who you personally know and trust to do the job the way that they promised to do it. In today's story, we will see how trusting your neighbor can go horrendously awry. What is known as the biggest case of municipal fraud in history? U.S. history. Rita Cronwell had the town of Dixon, Illinois, buy the change purse and almost led the town into ultimate destruction. How did she do it? Find out on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. She had him buy the Dixon coin purse. Oh, <laughs> the Dixon coin the Dixon purse. coin purse. Well, welcome to this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. This is... Hi, hi, hi. It's Kashan. And I am Nina. Um, today's story is, is a little exciting because the crime happened not too far away from where Kashan and I live, about yeah. two or three hours away. Yeah, just a, just a small little schlep away from here. Yep, not too far. I've actually, unfortunately, been to Dixon, Illinois. Yeah, how was it? Um, boring. We went to the DMV. Ooh. Why'd you go to the DMV in Dixon, of all places? So, a very good friend of mine and former co-worker of ours had lost their license at Six Flags. And so then we <laughs> we were driving to Iowa to go camping, and then uh, he didn't have his license. So we went to the DMV in the city, and they were closed. And so we went to the only DMV we could find that was open, which was in Dixon. Great. Yeah. Great. I'm sure there's many other fun things to do in Dixon, like... Go to Walmart. We yeah, did that. Go to a grocery store. Um, it's a very quaint little town. Check out I'm, the Klan uh, rally. Just like, you know, whatever. I didn't Sorry, any listeners from Dixon, Illinois. Hey. I'm sure you're not all KKK members. Not all of them. Not all of you. Hey, there was a little diversity in the one um, documentary I watched. Oh, great. I think they might have hired him out, but... <laughs> They're extras? You say that they were yeah. extras? Yeah, extras for the B-Reel at the restaurant eating hash browns. Great. Honestly, the hash browns at Flynn's, they look like they slap. Mm. Not going to lie. You're going to make me hungry. Stop it. I go really hard for a scattered hash brown. I don't know what that is, and I don't want you to explain it to me. So. All right. I want you to just find out on your own. I'm ready for the surprise. All right. Well, this story, like I said, takes place in Dixon, Illinois, which, fun fact, is the hometown of Ronald Reagan, where he was at least born there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't think anyone associates Ronald Reagan with Dixon. Do they have a bunch of Ronald Reagan stuff yes, up they when have you were there? Ronald Reagan shit everywhere oh, over I there. I hate that He's shit. got a post office, his pictures everywhere. Oh, you got one thing. Stop beating it to death. Jesus. I've said that to more than one guy I've dated. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 
I'm going to choke on my own spit. Okay, so Dixon has a population of 15,000, so it's not that big, and it's definitely when Kashan said KKK, it's a conservative area. Um, I don't think that they... I hope to God they don't have a plan. The town is giving Andy Griffith show, if you've ever watched that. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple times. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> If that sounds as bad as it does in my ears right now in the headphones, that's that's not going. It's in. not going. <laughs> so Rita Cronwell, she was from Dixon. She was born in Dixon on January tenth, nineteen fifty three. Ooh, a Capricorn. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not super into astrology. Which what are is surprising, you? right, everybody? Doesn't Ina seem like she'd be into astrology? Because you, I'm you know white. I'm it's because I'm white and blonde. Yeah, like you with your PSL. Like, yeah, I ain't going to make my with yours dying. Like, you, do, you definitely you fit the mold. Sorry. I have had <laughs> one pumpkin spice latte, which was purchased for me mm-hmm. by my friend Sophie mm-hmm. because I helped jump her car. Just give in. I... Be what you were meant to be. Just look like a basic white bitch. Yeah. I am anything but basic. You look like a basic white bitch. You act like a trailer park white bitch. Oh. I can't even argue. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, back to the real white trash bitch, Rita Crundwell. Um, so anyways, she grew up on her family's farm near Dixon. She attended Dixon High School and she started showing American quarter horses in 1978. What, that like a fourth of a horse? Yeah. Wait, seriously? No, it's not a fourth of a horse. It's a type of show horse. I believed you. You did. You lied to me. I you thought dumb I, bitch. No, I thought it was like a half pony. Like a pony is a half horse and then a pony of a pony is it's a quarter like a horse. It's like a baby pony? No. She showed baby ponies? No, like a miniature horse because that's a thing, right? And they're smaller than ponies. Rita Crundwell was not a brony. You don't know that for sure. <laughs> I don't know that You don't know that for sure. I've met one brony in my life. I've met more than one and I'm, I don't want to talk about it. Where them. are you meeting bronies? The convention. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, she started showing these horses. This will become important later. She married J- Jerry Crundwell in 1974, but they divorced in 1986. Ooh, yikes. In 1983, she was appointed the treasurer and comptroller. Um, I've never understood what that is. No, I see me it neither. At, I see it on the elections. I'm sorry uh, for those of you who thought we knew everything, which I... We gave you no evidence of that ever. I don't know anything, and you all should know that. But uh, I don't know what the fuck a comptroller is. Never have. Uh, Never will. Don't tell me. Actually, I meant to look it up, and then I forgot. Um, Anyways, and... She was she was the treasurer and comptroller for Dixon and worked this job for nearly three decades. It was said that Rita watches over every penny like it's her own. And we will find out how true that statement actually is. Cronwell had a very successful farm and she showed quarter horses, which is a type of show horse. They're they're a full size horse. It's not um, a quarter of a it's horse. It's not a quarter of a horse. Um, her horse breeding operation, which was called RC Quarter Horses, was one of the most popular in the country. Cronwell's horses won 52 world champions, and she was named the leading owner by the American Quarter Horse Association for eight consecutive years until she was arrested. Spoiler alert, she gets arrested. Once again, April Fool's episode will just be a lead up to someone not doing anything wrong. Can't wait. Um, At the time of her arrest, she had 400 horses, 22 farms in 13 states and 17 federal in 17 federal judicial districts. So this was a very uh, big Man, operation. Four hundred quarter horses. Yeah, that's only a hundred regular horses, though. So you know, 
It's not that bad, is it? It's not, not that, that big, big of a deal. Yeah, come on. It's just 100 regular <laughs> horses. So, like we said, no spo- spoiler alert, she gets in trouble. And um, it's for money because she's a treasurer. And after all our crimes came to light, uh, people were very deeply disturbed by the names she gave her horses, which included, I'm a money too, she scores, I found a penny. Um, I mean, I don't know. You got... 400 horses you're gonna well, run, you're gonna run show, out of names at well, some point show horses always have stupid names they oh, never yeah. are like gertrude or yeah. you know what i mean like, or like call me apple bottom yeah or yeah like i know somebody who adopted a dog that had to be like was a racing greyhound dog um and his name was needs money now oh, yeah now it's winston i'm glad they they renamed it i would keep it but yeah, all these horse races are always just like, like okay, there's Melma Pitts coming up in the lead. Melma Pitts, a race and a half behind is Dick Tingler. Dick Tingler's coming up. Dick Tingler takes the lead. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, it's Dick Tingler. <laughs> Dick Tingler crosses oh, yeah. the crosses the finish line, but it's a photo finish between Dick Tingler and Melma Pitts. <laughs> um, raising, breeding, and showing quarter horses is not a cheap thing to do. These horses can cost and be sold for upwards of $250,000 or more. Now, you can make more money off of showing them, which is why they cost so much. You can make more than a quarter of a million off of parading Mm -hmm. your fucking horse around for some rich white people? Yep. Okay. And uh, so how did did Cronwall save all of this money? Or how did she have all this money? Um, There are a couple theories of this because, and I'm going to say this again later, but... As a treasurer, she only made $80,000 a year. So Only. Like, that's I mean, well above the poverty line, especially when you live in freaking Dixon. Okay. I Yeah, but to have four, own 400 horses and like do all that shit. Yes. So um, she told people that her parents were investors with Campbell's Soup, and that's how she had all her money. Oh, I'm a soup heiress, actually. <laughs> that's the most unbelievable thing in the world. I got that Campbell's money. I got the tomato fucking soup money, dude. I got that chicken noodle. Oh my god! Chicken noodle cash. Oh my god! Campbell's cash. Dumb box tops. I got that. Cut them off. I got that chowder. Hey, you know what? Campbell's makes um, a good cream of potato, though. I'm, we're not debating the quality of Campbell's I'm just soup. Saying. We're debating on me. Let's like like that's a stupid lie to come up with. Okay, but if you told me, hey, you know what? I just got a check for $10,000 because my grandfather invested in Campbell's soup back in the day and I just got some money for it. I'd be like, oh, okay, Kashan, I would uh, just believe you. You shouldn't because that well, sounds fishy. Well, unlike the soup. Well, it depends on the soup. Um, I don't think they sell any soup with fish in it, though. Just said clam chowder. I don't. Oh, clam chowder, yeah. Like That's more of a progressive. Tell me, look me in the fucking eyes and tell me that Campbell doesn't sell a clam chowder. I don't know. They have to. Where's your phone? No, we're not. My phone's up there. It's got the script on it. For one. For two, they sell clam chowder. They're okay. Campbell's. They're the biggest soup brand in the world. They have clam chowder. They own Chunky, I'm pretty sure. So there yes, you go. Yes, they do. So Campbell's Chunky Chicken Noodle. So they have a clam chowder. It's one, of my, the regular one. it's one of my favorites. Why do we devolve into an argument about soup? I love soup. Oh, my God. Okay, it is. Um, that was one rumor. And then the other rumor was that her boyfriend had died. He was older than her and that he had left her all his money. So people really... Um, I mean, they believed her. Why, why didn't they have any reason not to? Um, there was a pretty big juxtaposition, though, between the life that she was living while she was in Dixon as a treasurer and her show horse life. Um, 
most of her coworkers did not know she had this like side lavish lifestyle. They did know that Cronwell would often take trips to Florida and her coworkers believed that she was staying at her boyfriend's mother's home when she went there. But the whole time she actually owned the home in Florida at work. She would at her treasurer job. She would wear very modest, normal clothing. And when she was showing horses, she would wear very beautiful. Well, beautiful to the show horse people i i wouldn't be caught dead in these clothes but <laughs> she would wear very expensive elaborate show clothing i mean she was she had the hat she had the beautiful jewelry expensive jewelry she had like glittery coats and shit she would show one horse and then she'd like go and change and show another horse and it was very impressive is what everybody so was saying horses are so stupid what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. Fucking, you tell that to a horse girl. I don't want to. My cousin's a horse girl. She'll neigh and do one of those back <laughs> double foot kicks into my face, man. It was weird, though. People did think it was odd when all this crime came to life that Crundwell actually took as much time off as she did. Because usually people who commit this type of fraud um, or this type of crime don't. They want to stay at work so that everything remains under their control yeah this is the government no one no one else is doing anything well and it's so um it's such a small town people don't yeah. worry about like what are they going to do the other person in the comptroller's office is going to do all of all of the books it's like what i'm sure there's like one maybe two other people i mean they showed a picture of everybody who was on city council and it was less than 10 it was like maybe 10 people yeah i remember some of the city council members from my i, I grew up in a town just about as big as dixon i remember some of them yeah i mean i know so i grew up i grew up in one small town but the small town that was next to ours i knew the mayor his his nephew went to, i went to high school with his nephew yeah the mayor's I knew the just mayor. a normal dude usually or a woman he was a dude. We don't, we don't elect women in Ohio. Oh, well, not in Ohio. Not in Ohio. Um, women just women just stay home. They don't even need to drive. There's no road from the bedroom to the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> wow, you said that so quickly, I can tell that that's like something people say in Ohio. I've never heard that in my life. Ben said, you never heard that in your life? No. Maybe I just don't, I guess I just don't hang out with misogynists. I don't know. I worked with a lot of them. I don't know who you're hanging out with, just sitting around looking in a mirror, saying things to yourself, maybe. Why would I say that to myself? I love driving a car. Anyways, um, there was, there were red flags and something was going awry in the town of Dixon. Next to the town of Dixon, there is another town called Sterling. Now, Sterling has about the same population size and a similar annual budget to Dixon. But what's the difference? Sterling had a surplus of funds while Dixon was continuously having a deficit. Um, there were residents from Sterling that tried to alert the council members saying that something wasn't adding up because how can these two towns who are in similar in size have such drastically different funds? They actually, it's all about, uh, it's all about the cigarette butts that are left all over the town. Mm. You know, it's just mm. like, oh, all the money problems that's from Dixon butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's their program to clean it up. Is the, is the, <laughs> the Dixon that's Butts their, Council? That's their minor league baseball team, the, <laughs> the Dixon Di Butts. Yeah, it's just a, a cigarette stamped out. Oh man! Well, although it seemed like a mystery on why the town was doing so poorly, a hometown hero was about to emerge right from the city council. 
Kathy Swanson worked with Rita from 1991 to 2012. Swanson was the deputy treasurer under Crundwell. That's the other person. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. When you said that, I was like, she's going to be coming up. Um, Swanson says that Crundwell was always very kind and made her job very easy and would tell her that if she made a mistake, it could be corrected. Like, no big deal. We can correct any mistake that you make. Yeah, don't, no big deal. We can we can make the whole books up, actually, so it's fine. Yes. <laughs> well, in October of 2011, Crundwell was on vacation, probably in Florida, and Swanson needed the bank statement to make the treasurer's report. Prior to this, Cronwell had told Swanson, and this is how Swanson would do it every other time. She would just call the bank and ask for the statements that she wanted over the phone. And the bank would just orally give them to her or they'd fax them. Um, but she'd be like, hey, I need my statement for this. And they'd be like, okay, it's this. Blah, blah, blah. That's it. So while Cronwell was on vacation, Swanson, she was extremely busy and she wasn't able to call like she usually did. And ask for each one individually. So she asked the bank for all of the all of the statements for the account. And so she noticed that there was an account that she hadn't heard of on these statements. And she saw three very large statements made out to the care of Crundwell. There was an account called the RSCDA account. And she had never heard of this. Now, this account stood for the Reserve Sewer Capital Development Account, which made it look like a city account. This is why Crunwell was able to get away with what she was doing for so long. That's where she hid all of her shit. She opened the account in December 8th, 1990. And this is 2012? Uh-huh. Uh, 2011, I think. Yeah. Something, 2011, 2012. Yeah. So she named the account. The Reserve Sewer Capital Development Account. So if anybody looked at it, they were like, this is the legit account. But in all reality, it was a personal account for herself. Yeah. Yikes. Hey, Rita, you can't do that. Yeah, no, (laughs) you you can't do that, Rita. Well, Cronwell was taking the money that was for the city and depositing it into the RSCDA account for her own use. Um, so the way she was able to do this and the way that this operated was there were six legit city accounts at fifth third bank. Um, oh man, that's, a, that's actually only, it's 10 bank accounts then, right? No, there's seven. No, 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 but it's at fifth third. So it's 10 bank accounts. Shut up. Um, I don't, uh, I don't that's, know. That's two math jokes today. Five, five jokes. times six is 30 divided by three is 10. Fifth thirds. Wait, what? Five times six is 30 divided by three. Yeah, 10 accounts. Yeah, so it's 10 accounts. Look at that cross multiplying. He just did in his head. It's regular Didn't even have to. It's fine. My favorite. <laughs> no, you do five over three times. That's six over one? Yeah. The cross multiplying would be six times three. And okay, whatever. One. I don't fucking care. I hate math. <laughs> I can tell. I don't know. I hate math. <laughs> All right, anyways. So... There were six legit accounts at Fifth Third Bank, and she would regularly move funds into the capital development fund. Well, then she had her seventh account that nobody knew about. She would then make fake invoices for repair projects, and these invoices would go out of the legit capital development account and then go into her RSCDA account. She did this 179 times. So that's, uh, I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be worse. It's only like nine times a year. That's not bad. That's not even every month. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty. It's not it, that bad. 
to be stealing from your city? Okay, no, it's stealing taxpayers' dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I just for some reason I was like, she must do this like every week. No, she wasn't doing it every week, but. She would use the money for luxury she wouldn't have been able to afford on her regular sal- salary, um, including fancy motorhomes. Her motorhome cost $2 million. Um, yeah. She had a fancy motorhome. Um, she would use the money and use the, she used the money to support her quarter horses. And it was also said that she would loan her family members money yeah. a lot. With that kind of money, she might be able to buy a full horse now. I know, right? Crazy. Um, Swanson says that after she discovered these accounts, Kathy Swanson, back to her, um, she waited a couple days and she actually hid the statements in her car until she figured out what to do. I think she was in a lot of shock. I mean, she had worked with this woman for almost 20 years or around 20 years. She had a lot of trust in her, a lot of faith in her. She considered her a friend. Yeah, they probably went to like pilates or something together like they knew each other they're going to pilates they might have went on a camping trip once they definitely went to applebee's i went on a camping trip together once and just like maybe maybe shared a small little passionate kiss over a sunset and then agreed to never talk about it ever again like you you don't know what happened like she's going through a lot kathy and rita had their own little brokeback mountain moment maybe who knows the world may never know sexy um so she did end up telling the mayor, James Burke, about it. And he figured there had to be an explanation for this. And Swanson asked him if he was going to go to the police. And originally he said no, but then he decided to go to the FBI. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to go to the police. I'm going to the This is a brother. job for the FBI. In the words of Chris Jenner, this is a job for the FBI. Um, so they got a grand jury subpoena. They went through the accounts. And um, if the FBI needed any info or copies of anything, Swanson would just go into the office early and copy documents and then put them on the mayor's desk. And then the mayor would hand them over to the FBI. Um, this was actually working very well. Um, there was only one time that Swanson said that she got nervous because um, she had grabbed some statements and documents and this one day rita happened to need one of those documents but she was like rita ended up um like telling like made up a lie for myself for like why it was missing because she was like hey i need this one statement and and um do you know where it is and kathy was like no i don't really uh, i don't know and rita's like oh isn't that the one that got messed up and we just like we destroyed it and and kathy was like yep for sure that was that one exactly what happened yeah i'm thinking about it um this allowed the fbi to figure out what accounts were real and which ones were fake uh swanson did this for six months and i cannot imagine how stressful that would be um she says that like it really did take a toll on her mental health and i mean she just seemed like a very nice normal lady who never had to do anything like it this was before. not cut out to be a secret agent no for the fbi she, for sure and she was so funny in this interview i watched of her she was like well when the fbi tells you not to tell you don't tell um i mean she's right Fair, yeah. and so she was like my boyfriend would always ask me what was wrong and i just had to tell him i had a lot going on at work it's, i got a lot going on at work he's like you haven't been stressed out of work for the last 10 years yes. why is this why is this one different <laughs> these six months what's but, going on um dixon's dealing with a lot of problems Dixon all right butts, baby dixon yeah. butts. it's like the dixon butts aren't doing so good and everyone's just kind of morales down around the office <laughs> So while the investigation was going on, sorry, 
While the investigation was going on, Cronwell actually embezzled $1.5 million from the city of Dixon Wow, in that six months. Oh, in the six months. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, that's not even enough to pay for the mobile home. That can't be all time. No, no, no. This was in the six months of the investigation. Uh, Swanson said that she would write checks for herself while eating her lunch, and the city money would come in, and then by the end of the day, it would be in Crundwell's account. During the investigation, the FBI could find that no one else was involved in the scheme or knew about what Crunwell was doing. Um, I do believe that the coworkers and the people of Dixon didn't know. Um, it is said she routinely, like I said earlier, she would lead, I'm sorry, she would lend money to her family members often. I do think that either her family suspected what was going on and also that her boyfriend knew what was going on i mean maybe maybe they just thought that she was getting money because what i thought is like oh maybe she was getting money from her horse business because she's selling some of the horses right yeah so, so like if you start it up like at some point that that can generate well like and revenue it, for you right yeah and it was also said that like i mean she was breeding them and like I forget how many vials of horse semen they found on her farms, but it was like an insane amount. And I can't think that vials of horse semen are very cheap. No, they're they're so not. So maybe Trust no me. one knew. Trust me. Oh, what? <laughs> what? It was something I learned at the convention. What? Uh-huh. Um. I'll leave that one lie. But maybe they didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a little crazy to think that her boyfriend didn't know, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he just never asked questions, you know? Maybe he's just a himbo. You don't know. He could be. He's really dumb. Yeah. Um. So on April 17th, 2012, Cronwell arrived to work like any normal day. However, when the mayor called her into his office, there were FBI agents there who wanted to talk to Cronwell. He said that her demeanor didn't change at all when he was like, hey, these men want to talk to you. Um. She was like, hey. You get away with it for 20 years? You're not going to think you're going to get caught? No. Um, She did an interview with the agents, and at the time, she told agents that she thought she took around $10 million, which in all reality, she took much, much more. So later that day, she was arrested for embezzling $30 million from Dixon and was charged with one count of wire fraud. Um, We'll find out the actual number that she embezzled here in a minute. That's not the actual number? That's not the actual Oh, number. my God. <laughs> um, she was released on $4,500 bail the next day. On May 2nd, 2012, a superseding indictment charged Cromwell with embezzling $53 million. Ooh, that's more like it. And that is the actual number that she embezzled. Rita Cronwell was put on administrative leave without pay, which I was glad she got without pay because... There's sometimes shit that goes down and like legally they do have to still pay them. But you're like, what the fuck? They should not be getting paid. So when I heard she was um, put on leave without pay, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Um, that's just my own. I was like, hey, she's not a police officer. So I guess they they don't have to pay her. Right. Well, and then like there was um, a former teacher. Well, he was a former principal of mine who committed a very heinous crime against children. Um, and he was put on leave with pay. I mean, they have to give it to them but right, i was I'm like, gonna say yeah, i guess at least during the investigation period yeah but i was like damn he shouldn't be getting paid he's not getting paid anymore um on september 20th 2012 she was also indicted on 60 state counts of theft but these were ultimately dropped i don't exactly know why i think it's stupid i think she should have gotten in trouble for those 
Um, it is said that when the, all the money was totaled up, it equaled to about her stealing $3,313.50 per resident. Oh, man. When you break it down like that, it definitely does seem like a lot. I mean, it is a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Um, during the trial, the prosecution showed that each year she was stealing money, that there were documents that showed the cuts that were being made to the city of Dixon. So emergency vehicle fund cut, layoffs, road work cuts, etc. And then they then showed that the years that there were cuts, what she was also buying during those cuts. So including her motor home for $2.1 million, a custom saddle for $6,000, which reminded me of that guy who bought the stupid dog umbrella for $6,000. Uh, yeah. 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 What was his name? That was uh, Tycho. It was uh, Kozlowski. Yeah. Reminded me of him, but yeah. this was a little less dumb. But just when, and when you put those things side by side, like, the town was suffering. They had horrible potholes. Street, the sidewalks needed fixed. You know, the Dixon butts are underfunded. They can't get the, new bats. The Dixon it's butts awful. are underfunded. No dicks for the butts, and it's just whoa, whoa, whoa! What everyone's you, suffering. What did you say? What do you think this is? The Dixon butts are a very respected <laughs> minor league team. How dare you make a joke like that? How dare you? Uh, I'm just a bitch. Um, <laughs> And in 2008 to 2010, she stole, stole more than $5 million each year. Now, if you um, put it all out through the whole entire time that she was stealing money, it averaged to about a little over $2 million a year. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. But um, it's believed that she did this because it was the start of the recession and it was the perfect excuse for the city to not have any money. And that's why she was taking more money. Um, I think it. I think it did kind of lead to her um, downfall, though, a little bit because people mm -hmm. were starting to be like, "Huh, huh, huh." But I mean, Kathy was the one who really found out what was going on. Yeah. On November fourteenth, two thousand and twelve, Crundwell pled guilty for wire fraud. As part of the deal, she also admitted to money laundering. On February 14th, 2013, Crunwell was sentenced to 19 years and seven months in prison. Oh, damn. Yeah. Her max would have been 20 years, and they gave her 19 years and hey, seven months. Oh, we've decided to go easy on you. We're not going to give you the max amount, okay? We're going to knock off five months. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, the judge ordered Crunwell to pay the city of Dixon restitution of $53,740,364 and agreed forfeiture judgment in the same amount. Now, just a reminder, forfeiture judgment is when they obtain the proceeds or property that is involved with the criminal activity. So not only does she have to give that much back, but she has to pay in addition to that? Mm -hmm. wow. Cronwell's restitution is over $107 million. They threw the book at her. They really did. Well, she deserved it. Like, yeah. I don't feel bad for her oh, at no. all. She had been doing this for a really long time. She'd been screwing over thousands of residents. I mean, and people who trusted her and respected her. I mean, people knew her. She had grown up there. She went to school with these people. Um, you know, they... I was watching an inter like interviews with people that she went to high school with, and they were like, yeah, she was just always so nice, pretty girl, like whatever. I mean, she knew what she was doing. She knew she was screwing these people over. She knew that she had their trust. And while she was watching her town like literally crumble around her, she was buying $2.1 million motorhomes. 
And she didn't care. Fuck you. It's true. True. Like, well, like, actually, fuck you. Ridiculous. Um, but based on her $65 a month prison salary, it would take her 120,000 years to pay back the city. One day. Um, so they ended up selling her assets before the guilty plea and the trial. Um, this reason, part of this was the reason, I'm sorry, part of the reason for this was um, cause of concern for the care of the horses. Because um, the government was helping take care of those horses while she was like in that limbo period because uh-huh. um and it was costing them about two hundred thousand dollars a month to oh take care of the horses God. oh yeah there was 90 that this was the number there was 90s this has nothing to do with anything but ninety seven thousand vials of horse semen were found on these farms nine worth of horse semen not ninety seven thousand oh, yeah, vials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my god the logistics of just having nine dollars worth ninety seven thousand vials of horse semen guys. that's just shelves I can't, that's I a can't, barn i can't read you guys full of horse semen well, you should have seen her shelves of trophies from winning. Oh, trophies. Okay. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of trophies. But anyway, yeah, sorry. $97,000 worth of horse semen. It's a lot of semen. You know what, Nina? You're right. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Do you ever watch Dirty Jobs with Micro? Mm-hmm. Do you ever see the horse one where they're, like, getting the horse semen? <laughs> No, I don't remember that's seeing the, the episode Dirty Jobs where Micro jerked off a horse. Yeah, it was pretty fucking Oh, gross. wait, that's where they used the, the thing, right? The mm-hmm. mounting thing? Okay, no, yeah, I saw yeah, that, it, Isn't that gross? Yes. At a young age, I was forced to watch a horse fuck <laughs> a fake horse on TV. Yeah, it was gross. I didn't like that episode. <laughs> Um, $7.4 million was ended up being made at an auction of Cronwell's horse assets. Um... <laughs> They didn't really make much back in the scheme of things, but it's a lot of items that went for way less than what they were worth. Um, some of her horses were purchased for over $200,000, and a few of them were sold for as little as $47,000. So about a about a quarter. The hoarder, a quarter horse was sold for a quarter of what it was worth. Well, fitting. How Fitting. Fitting. Um, justice served, right? Well, Ugh, I hate that. Well, yeah, go ahead. It was noted that Cronwell was not going to be up for eligible release until 2030. Mm-hmm. But on April 27th, 2020, she submitted a request for compassionate release because of some medical issues she was having. Um, it was kind of after she submitted it, they they got the vibe that this was not going to work. Like they were not going to give it to her because mm-hmm. I mean, not that these things aren't legitimate, but it was like high blood pressure and cholesterol. It wasn't like, I have pancreatic oh, cancer. I was about to say, it's like, so you're old? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you had a shitty diet. Welcome and to like, being old. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. It wasn't like, and she's not even that old. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like she's on her deathbed. You know what I mean? And they're not actually, like, taking care of her. She just needs some, like, Cheerios and she'll be okay. So, she ended up... um withdrawing her request however on august 4th 2021 after serving only eight and a half years she was released because of covid uh, she didn't have covid but they were remember when they were just letting people out yeah 
She was one of those people. Um, the only stipulation was that she either needed to be held in a halfway home or on home confinement. On October 2021, it was reported that she was living on her brother's 80-acre farm. Um, she is overseen by a re- residential re-entry office. In February 2022, her release date was still listed as October 20th, 2029. She's technically still serving her time because of home confinement. I don't. I mean, okay. I mean, her brother lives on an eighty-acre farm, and it's no, he also has horses. I, mean, I guess it's not like she's she can, enjoying herself. I mean, I guess it's not like she can go do anything though. Okay, but it's eighty acres. Yes, it's better than prison. I do still support them releasing some nonviolent people during COVID though. So it's like I'm kind of torn here. I don't care that much. Eight and a half years is already longer than a lot of the other people we talked about. That's true. You know what? That's true. And she'll never serve on another city council again. I mean, that wasn't part of the thing, but she won't. It just just sucks that you're never going to get the money back, I think is the big thing for me. Yeah. So it's like, you can put these people in prison. You can, you know, you can slap them on the wrist as as hard as you want. um, Throw the whole book at them like this and put them in prison for a long time. Sure. But you're never going to get the money back. That's why we need to be proactive about monitoring for fraud well yeah and that's what was one thing that was said was dixon had absolutely no checks and balances during her time as treasurer but to see if literally anyone else was looking at the books and it's just because they think that oh it can't happen to me there's only sixteen thousand people here i'm like someone will find a way oh yeah con you oh yeah now there is a little bit of justice that well and then that auction of her assets that did go to the city so like granted 53 7 million versus 53 million there's not a, i mean that's not no but enough, it probably but, helps in the meantime since yeah. they're in a deficit well yeah it was like they were like 16 million in the deficit or Woof. something like it was like really bad um it was said that like they could tell a three million dollar difference after she quit being treasurer after a period like a short period of time. They whoa. were like, Whoa, now we have like three million extra dollars that we didn't think we were gonna have. Well, there we go. So that was good. Throw a pizza party for the entire town. Yeah, right. Party. Um, but the Dixon Butts got a new stadium. There we go. <laughs> Build up the Dixon Butts. Um, but there there is a little bit of good that happens at the end of this. Um so Clifton Larson Allen was the auditor for the city council. Um, they were hired to do the city annual audit. Um, so the auditor should have known that the invoices were fake. Um, it was very obvious that they were fake because of missing logos. So like there was one that I saw like they were like, this is an invoice from the state. And then she had made a fake one. And they're like, this is the fake invoice from the state. And there's like no logo. There's no state logo. There's spelling errors, fake projects. Like if anybody, it was almost like, um, but the, the Z best guy, when he was having oh, all those fake, yeah. all those fake projects, it was like this. Like if anybody had gone to go look and see if the project was actually happening, they'd be like, this isn't actually happening. Doesn't she have access to like the invoice? Couldn't she just use the template to make in invoice i think she was getting away with it she was half-assing okay. it i mean she, i guess she's just like open up microsoft word really quick like oh man i'm gonna that's literally what it looked I like gotta stamp this out that's real quick literally what it looked like um they did not catch any of the 179 fake invoices clifton larson allen did know about the rscda account but they didn't do anything about it um there were also people who worked at the auditing office who who uh did crundwell's taxes oh 
Yeah. yeah. So they're like, hey, how you how you paying for all this? Well, they get, all they that see on both a, sides. Well, like on all all that unidentified money was flowing into this account, and they knew that she was making only eighty thousand dollars a year, and like so no it's that, one is that soup money, Nina. It's that soup money. Um. So the the town made a civil complaint and um basically sued the auditing company mm-hmm. and fifth third was also named in the civil complaint because they were the banker. The yeah. Bank. Um, it was a noted that it was very surprising that the bank opened the account at all the way that they did because, and then, you know, the tellers, they kind of put the tellers under scrutiny because there were a lot of sketchy checks that were being written. Cronwell would make a lot of checks just out to treasurer, um, which is usually a no go. And it would be for, she'd like, have the actual city account write to the treasurer, not say really what it was for. And it would be for like $45,000. And they'd be like, okay. And they probably know her. Like think about someone in your town that would come in. If you were like a 20 year old who's working the, the right, and it's Miss Crundwell and thirds bank and fucking Dixon. Like you tell Miss Crundwell, like, um, uh, Miss Crundwell, you're, you're gonna have to wait here. Let me get my manager. And yeah. the bank manager probably knows her too. It's yeah. just like, I just give her what she wants. All right, that's fine. Then, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Um, the case actually never went to trial, but there was a settlement though. And in 2013, the auditors and Fifth Third Bank paid 40 million in settlement. They almost got the money back. So they almost got the money back. 47 um, and a half million. They were only, so what? They lost 5 million, 6 million overall? Yeah. All right. I don't really know if they put all that to good use, though, because I was in Dixon after all of this. It was never going to be a good town. I guess. All right. Now they can just buy better wood to make the crosses they burn out of. Ah! That's bad, Kishon. <laughs> I already called them KKK members at the beginning, which, once again, so. if you're in Dixon and listening to this, you're not one of those. We like we like you. We like you. We, we like you. You're different. You're not like... You're not like all the other ones. No. <laughs> all the Dixonites. The Dixonites. They probably, yeah, it would be a Dixonite. Because what are you, a Dixtonian? No. <laughs> uh, <gasps> oh, man. Well, from mansions to motorhomes to horses, Rita Cronwell knew what she wanted, and she wasn't afraid to get it, even if it meant screwing over an entire town to live the life she wanted. Rita Crundwell is the ultimate backstabber, unafraid to hurt the people around her so that she could just buy one more horse or a quarter of a horse. I was about to say, that's four horses for her. With, a t- with the town literally crumbling around her, Rita sat on her throne of love- rubble as she lived a life of luxury. Luckily, there was minor justice to this story, as Rita Cronwell is still held captive on her brother's farm to this day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Yup, yup. If you like what you heard and you want to support us some more, there's a couple ways to do that. One of that is by one of those ways is by following our social media. We are on Facebook.com/slash White Collars Red Hands. We are on Twitter at White Collars Pod. We are on Instagram at White Collars underscore Red Hands. We're on TikTok on at White Collars Red Hands. Um, 
If you ever have a suggestion for an episode, want to give us any feedback, um, you can always DM us on any of those socials or email us at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. If you want an unfree way to support us, you can go ahead and buy our merch. You can go head over to our website at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. It's our website. What? Oh, no. WhiteCollarsRedHands.com. No, I'm sorry. WhiteCollarsRedHands.com. <laughs> and click on the merch tab. It'll take you over to Public. buy you whatever you want. Um, also, another great way to support us is by rating us on Spotify and Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, we love a five-star review, but an honest review is good, too. Um, and the best way to, you know let people know about us is word of mouth. Um, if your friend is like, hey, what should I listen to? Or, oh, I like podcasts. You can be like, hey, have you ever listened to White Collars, Red Hands? And uh, maybe they'll listen to it. Yeah. Am I forgetting anything? I wanted to say one last thing. Am I in trouble? Am I not? No. Okay. Happy Potiversary. Ah! I went to buy pizza. It's our s- second year Potiversary, basically, when this comes out. It's halfway between this and next week. Aww. So. Potiversary. So any, anyone who's still here, not only at the end of this whole episode, you listen to the outro, you are crazy. We love you. Um, not only the end of this episode, but through all of the episodes, thank you yeah. for coming with us. It's been there, a two-year journey. There are some of you that have stuck around since the beginning when we really weren't that good, and we've no. gotten a lot better. That first season, we're going to redo some of those episodes at some point. Um, it's funny. My coworker, I told, like, she found out I had a podcast and she's like, I listened to the first episode. I was like, don't listen to those ones. It's I was a, like, listen to the new ones. Like, Stop. Don't do she's that. She's like, but I liked it. I was like, all right, well, you could no. like it. But I was like, we get a better, we get, we have a better theme song and better sound quality we'll now. Skip, skip some though. One, two, skip. If you listen to some fucking later ones, please. Margaret, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's it. Oh, next week we're going to have to get pizza. Ah, Yes. Pizza and I had pizza just like like the other night, so I'm good. I want Fat Chris's. So. Shout out to Fat Chris's. Shout out shout out to Fat Chris's, the best Detroit style pizza in the area. <laughs> I like it. Okay. All right. Well thanks. That was a that was a free ad for Fat Chris's. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on another episode of White Collars, Red, Red Hands. Hands.